welcome to the City Life Podcast. This podcast is here as a resource to journey together, connecting where you can, whenever you can, in your everyday. Enjoy listening. Be encouraged to share, be inspired and be blessed as you do so. Welcome everybody to the City Life Church podcast. I am very blessed and honoured to be here today with Kate and Andrew Forbes. So welcome Kate and Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's great to have you on the podcast. Finally, I've been trying to make this happen for a little while it feels like, <laughs> so it's really nice to be here in your lovely home. As you know, we um, like to just get to know our guests a little bit better, especially when if they haven't been on the podcast before. Um, and so I'm just going to ask you what your favourite film is and why. Because that might be a bit more telling than just what it is. So, Andrew, go for it. What's your favourite film? My favourite film is one from my youth, really. It's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh! And I love it because I love the music. There's just so many things about it. But as a child and probably as an adult, the whole image of him knocking together this fabulous car in his in his workshop. Yeah. That that's what that's what um set me alight really. And um and later on in life um we went to see the musical. I think we we went, didn't yeah, we? we did, yeah. We did. Yeah. And it there was I was undone at one point because um I hadn't appreciated when watching the film as a as a child, um, that actually a lot of the film is actually about him coping with the loss of his wife. Gosh. And, um, of course, that's that happened to me. So, yeah. anyway, that's my favourite film. Wow, so that, that hits home in a whole new way then, doesn't it? When yeah, absolutely. When you think about it like yeah. that, which I had never picked up on at no. all. But it's interesting, isn't it, given what you... So why don't you tell everyone what you've done as, as your sort of career and what, what you do. OK, well, and I'm... And how it relates, maybe, because it does. <laughs> it does a bit, yes. I'm... Uh, well, I trained in industrial design for transportation. And um, I worked, I've worked in the plastics industry, I've worked in the car industry, and I've worked in general product design. Um, my time in the car industry was interesting. I worked for Daewoo Motor Company. They had um, a design centre in Worthing, just along the coast. And um, I worked designing interior trim and air conditioning systems. So it took me all over the world. Took me to Korea, obviously. Um, Took me to the States, um, doing hot climate testing down in Texas. And took me to Sweden, doing cold climate testing up on the ice lakes, driving cars around on the lakes in the ice and and all that sort of thing. So, you know, but I suppose at my heart, I'm a bit of an inventor. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hence, hence the movie. But, um, and, and now I, I still work on a freelance basis, but um, I I work from home and I knock up things in my shed. So it's sort of um, not that different from, from the movie. No, indeed. Will you be cracking out the movie at Christmas time? Is it like that? Uh, no, the one we crack out at Christmas time is probably Muppets Christmas Carol. But anyway, that's a... No, that's, that's a whole other thing. Okay. Okay. Kate, how about you? 
Oh, gosh, loads of films. But actually, I suppose the films that have um, that have really captured my heart through the years are actually the Lord of the Rings trilogy, like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that is... I think the thing that really catches my heart is the fact that these little these little hobbits who were who Tolkien said were based on Englishmen a bit you know diffident and hairy toed and uh, <laughs> and you know were not used to doing adventurous things went out and did adventurous things and um you know saw amazing things in the world and mm. were part of life-changing and you know history-changing events even though they weren't the major players they were Mm. the key they were often very key just by the fact that they were there and um I've always I've loved I mean I've loved the the book I read the book when I was a teenager and it caught my imagination then so the the films were lovely um uh I'm not sure what else to say about those do you feel? Do you feel like? Because the thing is, in that sense, it sounds like both of you are sort of slightly adventurers as well. Like you've been everywhere, you've been everywhere, and it's maybe that maybe you feel like a hobbit. I feel like a bit of a hobbit. I've even got hairy toes. But is that is that idea of like just giving what you can or or being present for something and actually letting like your contribution matter? Yeah. Even though it might feel quite small, actually, it's yeah. very important. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, I feel incredibly ordinary and, you know, quite unimportant in the grand scheme of things. And yet, I know that, I know that God uses us. You know, uses both of us, and, um, you know, just by being ordinary. Mm. Um, and, I think it's about, you know, having our heart open to, you know catch the adventure when Gandalf comes and says do you want to go on a journey mm. well you know it's like the Holy Spirit saying do you want to go on a journey mm. <laughs> it's, it's like oh oh but that, oh oh right okay I'll have to change everything and do it but actually you know what else can you do yeah. you know I mean I I know that Gerald Coates has in the you know many years ago talked about pioneers and settlers and and I'm not very good at being a settler. You know, I've, I've, I've settled in Southampton longer than I've ever settled anywhere in my life before. Mm. And it's, I've made friends here like nowhere else, you know, just mm. extraordinary friends. I made some lovely friends when I was living in Northampton who I still, I'm still in touch with and also friends in Kettering and people who I'm still in touch with mm. but there's there's been a real a lot of friends here have been incredibly constant and mm. incredibly supportive of all my wild schemes and strange <laughs> ideas and you know people like Paul and Susanna and Joy and Simon Roger and Nerida and obviously the Leppets just mm. people who've just you know gone go go you know mm-hmm. and and the church actually as well I think there are times when the church has has looked at me and thought I don't know quite what she's what she's up to but go for it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, okay. not quite sure what she's up to but you know just do it go yeah. for it because yeah. it's you know and you know those things are really important and precious yeah um 
And I think very often you only see the important bits of what you do in hindsight, in retrospect. You know, I know that we've had some of the ladies from um, from Duchwa come here and stay with us here. And, you know, the fact that they travelled outside of South mm. Africa, I think is part and parcel of the fact that I went as a single woman mm. to South Africa and they could see that it was possible. Oh, so you mean... Single women have a place in this world as well as married couples and married men. You know, it, we, we've got something we can make a difference in. And I think, I, think I, I look at hobbits and I feel a bit like, you know, yeah. they, they really are not really the, you know, the bigwigs in Hobbit Town or anything like that. They're just who they are. And I think actually anybody can do something. Mm. Anybody can, as long as, you know, you've got the Holy Spirit saying, do you want to come on an adventure? And I rather suspect that he says it to quite a lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> and, want... and that adventure isn't necessarily about moving or changing, changing no. pla- change of place. Sometimes the adventure is actually at front, home or based at home, and actually you're adventuring into something yeah. new, a new project or whatever it might be. Mm. Yeah. yeah, It doesn't have to involve packing your bags. Yeah. Mm. I think as well the place you are really does make a difference as to what um, what you can do in the place. You know, So I know years and years ago I used to do um, some of the sowing seeds prayer weeks with Martin Scott he used to take teams around the country and I know he would call Southampton an establishing city you know Mm. in this in that it's a city that welcomes things Mm. to be established Mm. in it and and I think you know just maybe it's out of context I don't know but for us just to rest into being married and being established in our Mm. marriage has Mm. been this has been a good place Mm. for us to be Mm. as to be established mm. um and but we are being now being called yeah. on an adventure yes <laughs> yes so this for you guys is a time of transition yes massively and you so. have obviously i think been through major transitions you know previously particularly in terms of like bereavement and getting you guys getting married like huge transitions um, and this, and because we're this month we're talking about rest, I'm really interested in, I guess, asking you guys what do you think the role of rest is, particularly when it comes to big transitions. Well, we were talking about this, weren't we? That Sundays, just that space to think mm. and be is quite important. Yeah, I think we've had, I guess we've been contemplating what happens next for probably about, I was going to say two years, but it's probably longer than that, actually. But it was interrupted by COVID. And of Mm. course, um, Kate having, getting COVID in the early stages and then getting long COVID has has changed things completely because obviously she would have anticipated still being working now. Mm. Mm-hmm. But um, that wasn't to be, and you were forced to retire, which has had its plus sides. Yes. 
This one's negative, but it's had its plus size. Another big transition. It's been massive. A, it's yeah. been a big transition. Yes, and I've you know I've had busy spells and I've had quiet spells, and you know I've I was I've been incredibly busy for about the last two three years probably. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden, about what three four months ago, I didn't really have any work, which meant that I could actually finally get to sort out all the stuff that needed sorting yeah. in preparation for us to consider moving. Yeah. So that was, I was able to do that. I had the time and space to do that. Mm. Um, and financially we were able to do that. And um, hence we were able to actually put the house on the market and it sold, well, we got a buyer within about a month. Mm. Yeah. So we're in a position now where we're, not resting well we are resting but we're we're trying to establish exactly where it is we need to be yeah we know we've we've been looking i guess informally for the last two years we've considered devon we've considered all sorts of different places yeah considered northampton we've considered cambridgeshire but we salisbury yeah we've but we've settled on somewhere near uh barry st edmunds um so we're you know, we've looked at, is it 15 houses so far? Yes. I think. And we've got a few more to visit over the next couple of days, actually. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, but actually that in itself, I don't know if you've, people have, have been house hunting before, but you, you, you get a bit punch drunk with it. You've seen so many kitchens, so many bathrooms, so many lounges, so you try and remember which one was associated yeah. with which house. Yeah. Fortunately, these days you can go on right move and, um, you know, there's all the pictures there, which is probably a lot better than the old days of uh, sheets of paper. But mm. um, and some you can even take a tour, so you can refresh your memory. But uh, yeah. actually, we just we need to rest in that actually, mm. because you can be frantically looking at house after house after house after house. But actually, it's the time away from that process, yeah. reflecting on mm. things that that's where you 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 settle on decisions I think that's where we've settled on an area really yeah I think it's I think it's interesting um from time to time we will sit down and just get a piece of paper out and um and just say well Lord what are you saying to us together right now and Mm. we will write down what we just feel God is saying to us right now Mm. together independently Independently, but together at the same time at the same time and Mm. There is that sense how, you know, get ready to move, get ready to move, get ready to move, get ready, get ready, get Mm. ready. Mm. And, you know, maybe a couple of months ago, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, um, it may seem like it's been a long time, but you haven't been well enough to do this until now. Mm. And it, all that time, Andrew had work, and as he was working, working hard, and you know, working Saturdays, and you know, working long hours, and um, I just kept thinking, this is the you know, like the seven fat cows, Pharaoh's seven fat cows. There'll be a time when mm. there won't be the fat cows, mm. and it's for it's a sense of provision for that time mm. when the season changes, and it, all of a sudden the season just changed, didn't it? Mm. Like. Boom. And we thought, oh, right. And at the same time, I would say my health started to improve a bit more too. Mm. 
um, although I've not that been that well in the summer, but much more recently, you know, I've had the resilience. And I would say, you know, we're talking about rest and um, the contrast of working and rest. And I think probably having had the long COVID, it it makes me realise that pacing in life is it's so incredibly important, whether you're mm. whether you're well or fit or whatever. You actually need those spaces where you just stop, mm. stop thinking, stop doing, stop mulling, stop plotting, stop planning, stopping mm. anything and everything and just being. Because um, I think I spent too long when I was working, you know, constantly Ooh. holding something, holding the practice, holding the job, mm. holding my patients, holding. And it wasn't until I stopped and was forced to stop, you know, like my legs were taken out from underneath me, that I actually started to be able to rest. And mm. I found that the only thing that would make any improvement was to put my feet up and stop, mm. you know, just to stop. Mm. Uh, you know, um, I couldn't watch any telly that was in any way, shape or form stressful or had any jeopardy. Nothing. In fact, probably Father Brown mysteries was about my limit. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was about my limit, you know, just gentle, you know, completely mm. gentle, fantastical thing. It was a little bit of jeopardy and sometimes I would find that a little bit stressful. Mm. But, you know, it... It was, I had to be really careful, yeah. you know, everything. And that rest actually was incredibly therapeutic. It was a gift. Mm. It was such a gift. I think I recognise now that if I hadn't, you know, if Andrew hadn't been here, I would have, I would have been in serious trouble. Mm. Um, because actually I wouldn't have been able to rest in the same way. Yeah. Um, I think we need to help each other to rest sometimes. Mm. And recognise that sometimes, you know, sometimes you just need to stop. It's yeah. all right, I've got the energy right now, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, and other times, no, I'm really sorry, I can't do that. Mm. We'll just have to stop now. Yeah. And um, I've become a lot more self-aware of what I can and can't do. And I think that actually helps me do more, mm. even though it doesn't look like much more. I feel like I'm more productive feeling of thinking about things in myself yeah even though I'm not nearly as outwardly as productive as I would have been yeah. at work mm. well it's the sort of upside down kingdom thing isn't it that actually yeah. God tells us we we need to rest so that we can be productive for yeah, the other exactly for the yeah. rest of the time and I, I'm just talking hearing you talk about transitions actually makes me think about a tight this is obviously very big scale but a tiny very small scale example that I, that makes me think of is the school run in the morning and get the transition between home and school for young children is a hard time it's really it stressful mm. and so as parent like as a parent if i don't stop the children before they leave the house and say hang on pause take a moment let's just pray together let's just literally and it's i mean this is a, a sort of tiny example of the bigger thing if we don't pause there'll be arguments on the way to school and there'll probably be arguments getting out of the front door or there'll be some stress there'll be something that comes in and just disrupts because it's a stressful time and if you don't take the moment of rest the moment of pause mm. 
then actually everything else gets much harder. So I, I do think it's encouraging to hit, I mean, and sometimes that is enforced. Sometimes you go, well, we're gonna be late for school. So let's just be late for school and take the, take the minute. Just, you know, just today, we just need that extra thing. And so sometimes it is that, that control is taken away from us and we just have to say, we just need rest right now. Yeah. And I do think that that's for the sake of the good of everything else. Like it's, the day is better when we take the moment of rest when we can. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And I think Jesus modelled that, didn't, didn't he? And that he would get up early and go up to a secret place and spend time with his father. Um, and in... And he knew that he would have a, a busy day because people would be mm. pestering him for miracles and all that mm. sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, we, we know that clearly he was tired because um, at times because, you know, he slept through the storm in the boat, didn't he? Mm. Now, you've got to be pretty tired to do that. Yeah. Or completely at peace mm. to do that. And yeah. it's it's that... You know, uh, I think the our ability to sleep is partly dependent upon, um, you know, our state of mind. You know, if we've, if we're, the Bible says very clearly, and it's almost a command: do not worry. Mm. Yet, you know, how many of us spend hours worrying in our beds mm. when we should be sleeping? Um, it's, and how do we avoid that? Well, um, in Philippians, it talks about um, that we should uh, focus on those things which are good, beautiful. Mm. What is it? I can't Holy remember. Pure, Holy, like yes, that's right. And and that's when the peace of God, which passes understanding, will come to us. Because yeah. um, you know we know that if we you know, just just your bedtime routine, if you watch a, a sort of a frenetic TV program before bed, and that sort of sets your buzz in, you ain't going to sleep for a while. However, Father Brown. <laughs> exactly. Precisely. However, Father Brown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the same with my children. Like, if we watch something that sparks a bit of fear in them, then we get... And we've literally said to them, right, you, we, we contemplate what is good, we contemplate what is holy, what is pure, what is mm-hmm. good. So, when we, like, so it's, it's not... I mean... It's not easy, but it's simple. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm. Mm. That actually, peace comes when we feed ourselves with peaceful things. things. Peaceful mm. things. Yes, yeah. and I think I, I was told once, don't binge rest. What by does what, that mean? Yeah. By which they mean don't work frenetically, work hard, and then expect to recuperate or recover by two weeks' holiday in the summer. For the year, you know, mm. that that doesn't work. Rest has to be built into your daily routine, yeah. weekly routine, and you know so, yeah. the Sabbath is. I think that's what the Sabbath is all about. And we were talking this just earlier, actually today. And we were talking about the importance of starting Sabbath the evening before. Oh, okay. So that's really interesting because we we sort of do it and sort of don't do it in our household but it's and it's and it's it comes with its own challenges with the children but I know that when I've talked to the Russ before and definitely when I've talked to the Rollins before they they are very passionate about the idea that Sabbath begins the evening yeah on a Friday night or a Saturday night and then 
onto the Sunday. So talk to me about that because I'm just interested in the idea of what difference that makes. Like surely 24 hours is 24 hours, however you do it. But So why is it? I think in part, it, it comes back in part to what we're talking about sleep, you know. If you're doing something frenetic right up until bedtime, as it were, then it's not going to be very, very restful sleep. Whereas if you've, you know, the, the traditional Sabbath, I think, starts at sundown, which I think in 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 Palestine or that, that area, there's not much difference between winter and summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so sundown... And the the night would always be probably at least ten hours long, whereas of course we in the northern hemisphere or in the more extreme northern hemisphere, um, you know, and in the summer our nights can be quite short and or daylight hours anyway. But no, anyway, what I'm saying is, it, it would start with the meal. I think that's when people would gather. They would, you know, work is done, done with. The meal has been prepared, all during the the busy time. And then you start with that meal, mm. which there's, there's nothing like relaxing around a table with friends, family, for, as, as, a, as a way of, of starting to rest. And then obviously afterwards you feel full and probably you just while away the rest of the evening until bedtime and you, you sleep well because you've eaten well and you've relaxed mm. during the evening. And then that sets you up quite well I think for the next day which is your your Sabbath and I'm not necessarily talking Sunday or Saturday it's whatever day fits into your routine as being the the rest day but I think having the whole notion of a day of rest and that day can then be um, it may be that you're going to church on that day to to worship together Um, I think it's difficult if if you're if you have church duties as it were particularly those in in leadership you know it's hardly a rest day and that's why you know my son's a vicar and he has a day off on a Thursday because and that's his Sabbath but um because it can't be on the Sunday um but it's that having that day set aside to rest and rest doesn't mean to say you don't do anything you can still go running or you can go to the beach or whatever it can it can be anything but it's about getting away from that the the grind of the week I guess yeah Mm. I think for I think as you know um when you're thinking about eating together and things like that traditionally I was brought up to have big Sunday roast and what have you but somebody has to cook that roast and somebody has to do the washing up for that roast and, um, you know, inevitably the cooking of that roast will fall to the person who generally does the cooking. In our house, it's usually me, but usually because Andrew's doing other stuff, you know, it's about... And cakes are better, cakes are much better cooked. Except for breakfasts. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and anyway, so um, I, I used to always do maybe a big meal on a Sunday lunchtime, but actually much more recently certainly since reading the john mark homer book mm. about the what's it the relentless pursuit of hurry hurry that one 
just that sense that actually I don't really want to be cooking lots of big meals mm. on a Sunday and I will be much more inclined to have made something that will just go in the oven Mm. or just to be able to, you can pop the dishes straight into the dishwasher mm. and shut the door and that's it. Because I I don't really want to be cooking lots of stuff. I think the exception to that is when we have friends round who, and I just love their company. Mm. But I would be much more inclined to do a bigger meal on another day than or just, you know, stick something like a, you know, chicken in the oven and that's it all I'm going to do yeah. type of thing for a Sunday because I, I I don't do the big things I used to do many years ago because I, I value I, first, first of all I value the rest and secondly I value spending time with the people mm. who come round mm. or if we don't have visitors just being mm. you know I value that value that more than necessarily mm. the you know the sweating away in the kitchen um, and I think that's about um, recognising the importance of people and the value of rest more than necessarily putting on a good show. Mm. Um, I think, is that fair to say? Mm. Well, we had, what do we have this Sunday? Jacket, jacket, jacket potatoes, potatoes, beans. Beans, beans and grated <laughs> cheese, didn't we? <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Great. Yeah. Mm. It's lovely. But you know, that that's the point. It's <laughs> just just you know, there's mm. I it the, the the other things are more important than I think necessarily. Yeah. This the big meal or what have you. Mm. But you know, I think actually in society that's happening less and less anyway now. But it used to be a big quite a strong tradition when I was a when I was much younger. Yeah. No, well, yeah. Mm. I mean, we grew up with that as well, really, most weeks. Like, Sunday was a big day for food. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was in my family too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you guys wanted to say about rest particularly? I'm sure there's loads, but, you know, in the end... It's about just getting a snapshot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Oh, I thanks am for so coming. grateful for your time and your wisdom and your insight. It's really special. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been lovely having you. <laughs>